Julia. What's going on? Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Good. It's Where, nice to talk to you. It's nice to talk to you too. Where are you located right now? You're in Puerto Rico, if I remember correctly. No? I'm in, I'm in Portugal in Lisbon oh, right Portugal. now. Didn't you say Puerto Rico at some point? No. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know I, where that came from. I, I don't know. I, I thought I, I thought I heard Puerto Rico, but I know you and I were talking back and forth because I had to get the time zone right. And um, Oh, right, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was in Costa Rica last month. Oh, that's it. That was it. Yeah. Not Puerto I'm such an idiot. I, I, I confused Costa Rica and Puerto Rico. I got to ask you this question. I know you've probably been asked this question like a hundred thousand kajillion times, but when did you become the girl in the yellow jacket? Got to start it off there. When when did that happen? Yeah, I think it's, it's really hard to say like, it was never, it was more like a transition. I think it was never really like one day I was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. Like I'm going to be the girl in the yellow jacket. I think it, it started like 2016 like late 2016 that's when I started posting my photos um on Instagram and I um for the people who don't know I'm from the Dolomites which is a a very famous area in northern Italy and it's it's like the most Instagrammable place yeah uh, in the Alps I would say (laughs) Um, and I was very lucky to grow up there in such a beautiful place. And so I always had these mountains as like my playground. And um, that's kind of where I, I connected with nature and then got into photography and all that. And it was uh, Christmas. And I remember I was like, I need a jacket that would look good in these landscapes that I'm photographing. And like, I really enjoyed doing landscape photography, but I also did a lot of like self-portraits in these landscapes. And then mm-hmm. I was like, yellow is like a, a really nice color that would probably fit into this environment. And so I got a yellow jacket from my mom for Christmas. And from then on, I just started posting photos on Instagram. And then, yeah, I just became the, the girl with the yellow jacket. And do you, do you use that for like your, like your branding, like your personal branding, your website, things like that? Like that's kind of become like a trademark for you, I guess. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Were you the original girl in the yellow jacket? Because I, I, I haven't, I haven't been like in the travel space game in a, in kind of a while. Like I'm, I'm kind of out of touch with, you know, who's doing what and, and just kind of what the trends are. But I remember like when travel photography really kind of hit off there was always that person with like a burnt orange jacket or a yellow jacket were you the original yellow jacket or do you not know (laughs) i honestly i think i contributed to that hype let's say um but i wouldn't say like i was the first person to do it um the the thing that inspired me was the the fishermen who have yellow raincoats um, I don't know. It has always been like this image in my head that fishermen have yellow raincoats. And I thought that's like the perfect color for when it's like for a raincoat. I don't know. So yeah, yeah the, the yellow jacket is actually a raincoat, but I just wear I it you. everywhere, even if it's hot outside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah and it, it's like, it's such a good color that 
pops with your type of photography because I know you like the moody blues and, and those types of tones. Do you, um, when you go out and shoot, is that something that you're always thinking about when you're doing a big landscape or doing like a portrait is, is the type of clothing that the person's wearing to make it kind of pop out from the landscape? Is that something that you work hard on? And, and doing that, creating that contrast? Um, I don't know. I feel like it just really happens naturally. And for some reason, yellow just looks good in every landscape. Like if you have like a green field, it will look good. If you're like standing on a rock in front of the ocean and the ocean is blue, it will just look perfect against the blue. And I don't know, it just always works. So I, I guess I don't think too much about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So you, okay. So you started photography back in, in 2016, right? Or or was it earlier than that? I mean, I've always been like very, very interested in art and I picked Mm -hmm. up a camera when I was 14. Um, but then really, really got into it in the last years of high school. So when I was like 18, 19, um, and that's when I started with Instagram and all that. And and how old are you now? How long how long have you been doing photography in, in total? I'm twenty two now. Okay. So yeah. So not so four so five. Well, you got a camera at fourteen, but you started taking it seriously at eighteen. So how often were you shooting before you took it seriously at around eighteen? So from like fourteen to eighteen, were you, was it just kind of like off and on for you or? Maybe when I went on like a family vacation, I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to take out the camera. And I was just the person who sure. took all the, the family photos and stuff like that. And then, yeah, yeah it, it got a little bit more. I got more into it when I, um, I guess it was kind of when, when, when it, like the travel thing really popped off and um there was the the german romans i don't know if you know them it's like a group of uh german photographers and they're uh they were kind of like the first people in uh let's say europe i would say that started with the instagram travel moody kind of (laughs) that kind of vibe so i was inspired by um especially daniel ernst and Munchmax. um so yeah, those were like the people that I started following and I was, I just saw their beautiful photos and I was like, well, I have these mountains in front of my house. I can just do the same. And I got them in my backyard. <laughs> that makes it a little bit easier uh, compared to, yeah, compared to me, like living in the suburbs of just like some boring ass neighborhood with nothing. Um, it definitely helps to have that in your backyard. What, what what gave you the motivation to make it more of a serious thing? Because as you know, when you start out with something, you suck at it, and you might have seen those groups and those elite photographer, those elite travel photographers, and tried to recreate that. Did you get frustrated when you? started really taking those photos and it not looking like theirs was there like a lot of frustration there or were you really just having fun and and kind of playing and just you know enjoying the moment yeah I guess it was kind of like a combination of both but the one of the like advantage 
of living in the Dolomites is, of course, like the beautiful landscapes that we have. But on top of that, it's very popular amongst other photographers. So I get the chance to meet so, so many people from all over the world who like came to visit. And since I was kind of like the only photographer back then, like mm -hmm. who was doing like the Instagram thing, um, yeah. people reached out to me and were like, like, show me around your, your, your home, like your, your backyard and let's go on a hike and let's go shoot. And obviously I was looking up to these people. So yeah, I, there were a few days where I skipped school to meet up with these people who were visiting for a few days and I have no regrets. So, yeah. So, so you're constantly going back and forth between so many different locations. How, how long have you been on the road and like, you know, how do you kind of manage it? Well, actually, let me ask you this before you get into that. What, what do you call home? Is it Italy or is it another place now or, or what? That's a really good question, to be honest. Like I grew up in this really, really small mountain village mm -hmm. and there's like 10,000 people there. And I call that my home, but my family has moved away two years ago. So I have an apartment still in my hometown, but I feel like apart from like the landscapes there, I have no real connection to the place. Um, especially like, I feel like there's missing this community that I have when I'm traveling, like maybe now it's less, um, but I used to like meet up with so many people that inspire me. And I feel like I don't have that in that little town because everyone is very mm. focused on themselves and there's not that many people and doing what I do and like in the creative field and all yeah. my best friends, they moved away because they gone to university. So I feel like that is my home, but it's not like, I don't know, I feel a little bit disconnected from that. And so mm. right now I'm kind of in the struggle of like figuring out where I want to live and yeah. um, just like where I can find a new home base. So yeah, that's currently the task. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're so young. I mean, there, there's really, you know, there's no pressure to settle down somewhere or, or do you feel that pressure? I don't know. Do you feel like you need that in your life to, to have that home base? I know I do, but I mean, maybe for you, that's different. Yeah. I feel like it's nice to have a home base to come back to. Um, but it would, it would be nice to have a home base somewhere that's more convenient when I have to leave. Cause in the hometown that I live now, it's like three or four hours to get to an airport. So I would like to live somewhere that's closer to an airport. So whenever I yeah. have to have a job somewhere or, or whatever, I have to leave or want to go somewhere. I, it's easier for me to leave and, and still have the luxury of having a home. So yeah, yeah it's, it's difficult right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why that would be that, why that would be tough. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm obviously not nowhere near a big traveler like you are, but as soon as I do travel for like a week or two weeks, I'm, I'm already feeling like that calling of like, Oh man, I need my own bed. I need a, need a hot shower. I need my own place and my own food like now. Um, so I can, I can totally see that. What, what is your entire year look like? I mean, maybe it's a little different with, with COVID going on earlier um, and, and still, but what, what is, what is a typical year in terms of like the places that you go to 
how often you stay there, you know, what, what does like an entire year look like? I mean, you're just constantly bouncing around. How, how long do you like to stay in a current place? What, what does that look like? Yeah, I think it has changed a lot over the last year, obviously. Also, like my mindset towards traveling has changed. But if I think about 2019 was probably the craziest year of like in terms of traveling yeah. uh, there was I was away for most of the year I I went to Iceland to uh, Norway went to Sri Lanka I went to South Africa and Namibia there's just yeah so many places and it was all apart from like two trips they were all like jobs that I did and it was mm-hmm. really really amazing like all the opportunities that I got but it was also like, I was so done uh, towards the end of the year. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, it's it's I'm, like my body's taking a toll and it's, sure. I, don't know, I was just not happy with, like, I was not even experiencing the places. I was just like taking, taking it in and just like taking the photos and I don't know, looking yeah. back at the photos was like, wow, I, I can't even, like, I can't even remember it was like being this amazing and I had to I don't know it was I couldn't really enjoy um what I experienced and so yeah it's it's better to take your time when you travel and like that's definitely a a lesson that I had to learn the hard way sure so what looking back at 2019 then what would you have done differently would you have you know separated those trips out further instead of just saying yes to all these opportunities coming your way and then going to those places, what, what would you have done differently so that you were able to be present and, and enjoy these beautiful landscapes that you get to be around? I guess um, just taking more time in each country is what I really like to do now. Just like, instead of doing like one week or two week trips, really like extending it for like a month or something, or maybe even two or three months, Cause you mm-hmm. really get to know a place then and you can like take your time and you don't have to rush for every sunrise and every sunset and make sure that you hit all the spots. You can just take your time and then have some rest days in between. And it's just a lot, a lot healthier for my mental health, physical health and everything. So. Yeah. My, uh, my girlfriend and I, we, we're not going to be in Los Angeles forever. Um, I don't know when, but there's going to be a time where, we'll get like a, a house at some point and, and kind of settle down. But we do want to travel for a year and just like put our stuff in like a, a locker or whatever and just, and just go. Um, I was thinking we go and spend, like, I want to go to Italy or, you know, different parts of Europe. I want to go to Japan and Australia and like live in like all these places. And I'm thinking live maybe, a month to two months what what would you recommend for someone that like me who's gonna oops someone like me who's gonna do that how long would you recommend staying and living in these certain places to experience it is there like a like that perfect point honestly i think it's not good to overthink it because like the way that i like to travel is just like being very spontaneous usually just book a one-way one-way ticket and then see if I I like the place and then you know sometimes you end up liking a place so much that you might spend seven months there I don't know you know so I think probably one or two months for sure but 
you're it's probably going to be hard for you to to leave once you spend so much time in a certain right. place so yeah that makes sense i i can i i feel like you're, you're very free spirited free spirited and you want to you don't really like having a plan it sounds like or no i don't do <laughs> no i don't i have to have a plan if i don't have a plan i'm gonna lose my mind does that does that kind of come up with your trips with certain brands like or or do you have like the freedom to kind of go to those locations and and kind of be free-spirited with it or do you have is there like a schedule that you follow for a trip for a brand instead of you just going to enjoy it what, what's kind of the difference between those two trips it depends obviously um like if i'm working for a tourism board then usually they have like an idea of, of what they want to be like promoted and photographed and stuff. But if it's like a trip where I'm mm -hmm. like in charge, like where I have a creative freedom and everything. And luckily I have um, a few brands that I work with like long-term that give me that creative freedom. I just really can just take it easy and do it the way that I want to do it. And that's just my preferred way of working. And, um, like, it's just so nice as a creative when the brand that you work with really trusts you with what you do and mm -hmm. they just let you do, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it just gives you so much gratification. Um, wait, is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Gratification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise I just made that up. Yeah. Just coming back to just having that creative freedom and just, being able to go wherever you want to go and do whatever you want to do. And then just working in that way is I think always the best outcome for the creative um, and for the brand as yeah. well. Do you feel like when a brand or let me rephrase it, when a brand does approach you to do work, is there a clear indication that they're really just after your audience or they really love your work and they want, and they just appreciate the quality of your work. Do you feel like there's a difference there when, and you can like feel that when a brand comes to you at all? Yeah. I, I think it's hard. It's something that I think about a lot. Like, is this brand really coming to me because they like what I do or are they after my audience? I think, it's kind of a, a combination of both. Like without the work, uh, I wouldn't have the the audience that I that I have. Um, sure. So obviously, it's it goes hand in hand. But I think it depends if if a if a brand wants specifically like promotion or hires me for like ads and like product placement, or if they want my photographs, my style. So yeah, I guess yeah. it depends, but yeah, I mean, I can tell and I have the, the freedom to, I guess, like be picky now or sure. just have that, like I got, I got to that point where I can be picky with who I work with and that's just really great. So if there's a brand that I feel like doesn't align with my values and what I stand for, then I'm just, I'm okay to say no to that. So yeah, that's, that's an amazing freedom to have, you know? So you, you said in, in one of your videos that I watched that, um, you're kind of trying, well, not right now, but eventually you're going to kind of maybe stray away from Instagram at some point or not 
be so involved in it and do stuff outside of Instagram, whether it's commercial work or something or whatever, whatever it is. Is is it just commercial work for you or what, what kind of did you mean by that when you were talking about kind of leaning towards something, something different? I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I think it comes back to what we just said uh, about like a brand wanting me to hire me for my photographs or, or, hi, or hire me for my audience um there have been a couple of jobs that i did that were just photo based so i had i didn't even have to mention them on instagram or or do anything mm-hmm. on social media and that was like a lot of fun because it was so different because in the in the past two years like most of my income just came through um posting stuff on from, on instagram like product placements and and sure. services so yeah um doing the those kind of works that are like more offline uh has been really fun and i would like to do more of that and i mean it's obviously great when you can combine both but yeah i i want to do more that kind of stuff like really just the craft of photography rather than like having this whole social media world right what what if you didn't have any followers right now how would that impact your life and and what would you do differently if you had, if you had zero followers right now, (laughs) do you panic? (laughs) Do you you mean like from one day to another and I still would have all my skills or all skills, all skills. You have everything except for 400 K on Instagram. How would that impact your life and what would you do? starting right now that's that's an interesting question um yeah i think that would take away a lot of pressure as well uh because i feel like when you have a a a platform you kind of feel like you you have this uh, responsibility to always do like say and do the right thing um Mm -hmm. which is obviously like there's there's no right or wrong obviously but yeah, I, I think I would enjoy it. Um, just like focusing on photography only. Um, and yeah, if, I mean, if it wasn't for Instagram, I obviously wouldn't be, wouldn't have all these amazing connections, but yeah, it, it would probably be a lot healthier in terms of like, um, mental health. Um, yeah. although I, I think I've really, learned over the past few years to live with the pressure and just be like, okay with, with just how things are. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how does that pressure affect you on, on a daily basis? Like, like for me, sometimes when I wake up and I haven't posted in a while, I'm like, I feel that urge to like post, even though I don't feel inspired whatsoever. So I'm like, why, why do I need to post right now? If I don't feel inspired, is that the type of pressure that you feel like I gotta, I gotta do something here. It's been a minute or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely feel that. Um, and I, I also think like if I would just completely stop posting, I think a lot of people would be disappointed, I guess. Cause they obviously like I would say like the 10% of the people who like really, really are into what I'm, I'm doing. And like, like, I get so many messages of people just uh, telling me like how they're, they're just so inspired every day. And, and I feel like, although it's, it's something that's 
like, uh, how do I say this? Like most of the time I know that what I do uh, like impacts people, but I probably don't know how much it does. But it mm-hmm. just like when those messages come in, it's just that reminder of like, it's it's all worth it in the end. So I mm-hmm. try to keep to rem- remind myself that like there's someone out there that's going to want to see this or going to need to see this. So, yeah, I mean, you probably you probably have impacted or create or started people's photography journey, like probably thousands of people. And I'm sure maybe, maybe some of them don't even message you. They've just gone and loved your work. Cause I mean, at least in my world, I've talked about this on the podcast, like people that have joined like my coaching programs and things like that. Like I don't even see them in the comments or anything, but they've been impacted by it. And I find out much later down the road, and it's like, wow, you, you are providing a, a service to people with inspiration or an escape maybe with your YouTube videos. Like it becomes just a little, little escape for them throughout the day. Uh, do, are, are you thinking about some of those things? Like when you go out and, and post and, and do your work or do you have to get reminded sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to get reminded. Um, I think the most amazing thing is when some, when I'm like out shooting and someone comes up to me personally and like, obviously I don't know who they are, but they know who I am and they have like the courage to come up and tell me like, hi, like nice to meet you. I love your work, whatever. It's just, it just makes my day. It probably makes, makes their day as well, but it makes my day like, and just, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing that and it usually happens just out of the blue and you you're not even prepared for it and yeah Yeah. it makes me really happy yeah it's pretty pretty surreal when you meet someone face to face versus just like a comment on youtube it's totally different right yeah for sure how how often do you uh get people or run into people that that know who you are throughout travel is it like all different types of countries and whatnot yeah yeah i mean it if if I am at a spot that I know is well like visited, well well photographed, especially like in at home in the Dolomites, like ninety percent of the time people like recognize me or they stare and then they they message me afterwards and they're like, oh, I was too afraid <laughs> to say hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that one's always so great. <laughs> And then you you're probably like, no, you should have said hi. Like I want yeah, to meet exactly. you and talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I get that. It's kind of scary, like when you, because you you feel like you know the person, but they don't know you, and it's like this weird thing. And that's kind of what social media has done, right? Getting back to clients, because we we had some questions. People are always just kind of really curious about like, you know, how do I travel the world? How do I get clients traveling? Um, we had a question from Stefan who wanted to know um, how you get certain trips sponsored. And I know it's a lot easier for you now, probably, but maybe earlier when you, you didn't have as many opportunities, what, what what was that start of actually getting paid to travel and, and do specific work for clients? What, what did that journey look like? I think that most of the people focus on the wrong thing because I think like all this energy that you put in like focusing on oh how am I going to get this trip for free or how am I going to do 
get this brand to pay me or whatever. Um, they always try to change the external factor instead of thinking like, what can I do to improve like my work to um, just make my brand better instead of thinking like, how can I work for this brand instead of focusing on yourself? And I think that's also something that um, I I had, I was also in, in, and like, I also had that mindset, like, how do I get this brand to pay me to do this and that? Um, and then at some point I realized, like, I just have to make sure that I work on myself first before. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot about self-awareness as well. Like just thinking, like, how good is my work? Is it like, is this brand going to want to work with me? Am I on the level for like comparing to with who they have worked before for example or how their images look like what they have now um and yeah I mean it's always hard because in in the moment you never really know like how good your your piece actually is so it's kind of you just have to keep improving and working on yourself um until like eventually someone will come and say um we want that you work with us and yeah I mean it's I'm a very impatient person as well. So that mm-hmm. it took a while for me to learn that. But I think, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a while, obviously, to yeah. get to that point, yeah. What what was your first client for, for travel? Do you remember? Uh, the first time, the first time that I got paid for something was, uh, was a watch brand. There was like, back in 2017, everyone was doing collaboration with watch brands i don't know why is it watches i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) i don't know new watch company pops up yeah i think it's just a really easy easy thing to photograph and it's like it's not so it's not such an obvious thing although if you think about like the like watch photos um like the people like really ha- holding up their hand. And stuff. Yeah. Like those are like the super obvious shots. But if you, if you can do it in a more subtle way, I think it's, it's such an easy thing that you could just wear. I mean, it's yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's why. And it's just yeah. an easy thing you can carry around as well. It's not like a huge luggage or. Sure. Yeah. I, I like what you said about being subtle. I think what separates an elite photographer from someone that is just, I guess, an amateur or whatever you want to call it is like someone's going to do that shot where they're just like straight down at the watch, you know, whatever. But that doesn't really tell a story. If you do it in a subtle way where it's more of that lifestyle image, I think you do this extremely, extremely well. Like that's what makes people want to be involved with a brand instead of just, you know, looking down at a watch, you know. So is that... What what kind of vision, I guess, do you have for certain brands that, uh, like, when you schedule a shoot or um, when you're planning a trip or whatever, like, are you trying to think about, like, how am I going to tell this story with this product if it is a product-type shoot and do it, doing it in a subtle way? What kind of things do you think about when you actually start working with a, a brand? I think the best way to think about like a, a brand shoot, especially if you're um like most of the most of 
I guess most of the time I just think about how it, how can I present this in the most natural way? Like if, if the camera wouldn't be here and I would actually like, this would be the, the product that I just bought. Um, yeah. How would I like wear it or how would this work in this environment? So I guess that's a really good thing to think about. And then, yeah, I think just thinking about how would the everyday person wear this object or whatever it is and just trying to make it feel the most natural that you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see that from your photos. Like it just looks like, like someone is just looking at a moment that is happening in nature or with people and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that's amazing. What, so you, you did that watch brand project. That was like your first exciting, like, Ooh, I'm getting paid. Um, what, what has been that project where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I am shooting this right now. Have you had one of those where you're like, just kind of a holy shit moment, like, like a really big client that you're like, wow, okay, I got this, I think. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, good question. I think uh, a really fun shoot, what I did was for, um, for Jeep. Mm. Um, I did that. I think two years ago, um, okay. that was a, a really fun shoot. I went to uh, the Garda Lake. Um, it's one of the, it's actually the biggest lake in Italy. And I drove down there. It's like a two or three hour drive from, from my home. And I took my brother with me because I was like, well, I need someone to drive the car. So um, I took him with me and we just had a, a fun weekend at Garda Lake and just shooting this car for jeep and it was just so much fun and there were just like moments of like wow i'm I'm actually like really like doing this right now so yeah i, yeah. I sometimes have to pinch myself and be like especially on like um when i'm on trips for tourism boards or stuff like that and you um usually get to stay at some really nice hotels and you get to uh, like meet all these incredible people and usually there's other uh, creators there um, that you follow and that you know and then you you're there and you meet them all in person they're all together and we're all there creating you're like wow this is my job this is amazing so yeah the, there's a lot of those moments where I just have to pinch myself be like is this really happening right now and I mean I yeah. still I still get that and I think that's important to not lose that um, to always be reminded that just not taking it for granted for sure. Yeah. But it's so hard. I mean, we all do it. Yeah. Anybody that yeah, says are. that they don't take their life for granted is, is fucking lying. They're yeah. lying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The things that I, that I've done or have now, like I wouldn't even have dreamt of it like only four years ago. And like back when you're younger all you want is like the most simplest of things. And then once you get it, you get used to it. And, and then you just keep raising the bar and raising the bar and raising the bar. And then, yeah, you really have to reflect back. And um, yeah, it's, it's not easy all the time. It's not easy all the time. Um, do, you, do you ever go and, and look back at your old work and just kind of like cringe at it or, or just be like, wow, like I've, 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 I've come a long way here because I, I went through your Instagram and like, I think I scroll, I got almost all the way to the bottom. And then 
like my phone kind of did something weird and then I had to start over. I'm like, okay, fuck that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going through that 1500 photos again, but I've seen, I'm not, the, I'm not nowhere near an elite photographer, but I can see the progression of just the quality of photos from the beginning to what you're doing now. And there's like a, there's a huge difference. Um, at least in my opinion, do you look at those old that old stuff? Do you cringe? Are you like, wow, this is? I can't believe I've gotten this far. How often do you kind of look at your old work? Yeah, I I mean, it happens almost daily that I just like go through like folders or some or like I have a folder where I have like all my edited photos. Um, so I, I sometimes like stumble upon old photos from like three years ago, and the funny thing is the thing that always pops in my head is like, I wish I was there right now to take that exact same photo, but just a, a, a different composition or like, just, I don't know, just relive that moment and take a better photo. Like that's what I always, always think of when I see yeah. those photos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that for sure. Um, do you go back to like old locations though? Like, do you, do you visit, revisit certain locations because you just loved it so much or, or what? Yeah. yeah, I think especially like at home and in the Dolomites, when I meet up with people, most of the people want to go to the same spots because they're just like the famous spots. So I, I actually quite enjoy it because I, I, I think about it. Um, like what can I do better this time or how can I see this place different or how can I photograph this place in a, in a different way that I haven't shot before so that's always really exciting when you go um, to a place that is like very crowded or uh, like overshot or oversaturated whatever you want to call it and just think about how can I make it different how can I make it I know just appear in a new light i guess sure yeah but yeah yeah i th I, th I, th I think that's, that's what separates you from being that uh, kind of that elite level, level to being just, just another, another instagram, instagram photographer, photographer right right yeah okay thank <laughs> <Okay>. you <laughs> yeah well i one of my favorite photos of yours i think it's towards the top but it was the i think it's that old classic land rover the green one I think it's sort of, oh, in in Dubai. Yeah, and you're sitting in the front, and then the background is like the desert just compressed. It looks like like you compress the backdrop a little bit. I love that. Was like that's see that's the type of stuff that's like different. I think you know what I mean. Yeah, you, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think like. Do you know what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about, right? It, I th I think so, but I I don't. Let me sitting show you. on the front. Yeah, you're sitting on the. Wait a second, I can't be just, just imagining this shit. Where is it? Oh, maybe it's not a Land Rover. Oh, I guess it was more. It wasn't as compressed as I thought, but this one. Oh right, right, yeah. This was in Dubai. Yeah, it was in Dubai. I know I haven't been, but I know as, as soon as you drive out of the city, it's like all desert. So do you just drive and you can like just drive in the dunes and whatnot and kind of do whatever the hell you want it's a kind of like a rental company not mm. even a rental company they like do experiences where you just drive around the kind of like a con um just like a national park um yeah. 
and you you just drive around in in these old Land Rover Defenders, which is really cool. And it was like midday almost. It was like 11. And usually I don't shoot around that time, but it was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm here, so why not? And then, yeah, I also really enjoy those photos. And I think it's because it's all one color. It's not that crazy or like yeah. harsh. Yeah. And I, I just, I like these yeah like this shot right here i just i love that you get the layers and yeah, it's like it's compressed in, in the backdrop and i i don't know maybe i don't think i'm biased or anything but i just feel like these types of shots are what is is kind of what separates people from being that just classic instagram photographer to being someone that like oh that person knows what they're doing you know what i mean do you do you think that the travel photography space, like on Instagram, like people are just shooting like the same shit over and over again? Like, do you feel like, all right, another one of those again? Nice. You know what I mean? Or do you still appreciate it? Cause they're going through their own process, you know? Cause I feel like everyone has to kind of go through that basic shot type of stage i think there has been a shift in that in like the last two years i think before that everyone was kind of going to the same place taking the exact same photo everyone else took and that was yeah. just the way that you know like that was just the way it was and i think at some point everyone got really tired of it when it became like such a big thing like the travel photography scene and everyone was doing it I think a lot of people um realized like let's let's try to to do something more creative let's like inspire the community to try something different and that's like most of the people that I follow from back then I've seen like doing the shift and now they're like some of my favorite photographers just because they allowed themselves to break free from that like just going to the same places and just going to different places trying different things and just trying to let yourself be creative um mm -hmm. and i think yeah that's it has been really nice and really inspiring to see that but obviously there's always going to be the people who go and take the same shots and um I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's still like you're, you're still like there's a reason why all those places are so famous because they are absolutely beautiful. And I mean, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with going there and taking that same photo. Yeah. Do you think some people do it for the wrong reasons just to like grow on Instagram and, and gain followers? Or do you really think everyone is just trying to? get better and, and, and they're inspired by it and whatnot. Do you feel like there's some people out there that are like, I'm going to try to grow as fast as possible. Let's just go to all the spots and shoot it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't really think that that really works anymore these days because people really mm. want to see like, like want to see new stuff and creative stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, deep down we all we all done that or we all do that like subconsciously we, th we think like oh this is like the shot and then most of the time the shots that you don't think will do well are actually the ones that do the best so I think it's so unpredictable that at this point it's it's not even worth it to have that mindset anymore yeah that's super interesting 
yeah, trends, they like trends come and go. Do you feel like you have tried to ride a trend at all? Or are you just really staying in your own lane and just doing what makes you happy and fulfills you? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I just stumped you for a second. <laughs> stumped you. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've found like my style and I, I like to stick to it. But obviously, like you get so many like there's so many photos that you process every day, so many things that you see every single day. And obviously you going to get influenced by that and inspired by that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I'm, I'm trying to stick to my lane, but there's always days where I feel like I want to try something completely different. And if it's not going to work out, um, you know, I I've learned from it and maybe I like it and maybe I will start going down that route for a while and then eventually um i'll go back to my my path or like what i what i like and so sure. yeah it, it's just like trying dif different things and just experimenting is it's always fun yeah no absolutely i don't know if you've ever seen like an old video of mine but when i was like making like old vlogs and stuff from a couple of years ago or a few years ago i would always just try to find like I would get inspired by movies, TV shows, and I would try to take like certain shots and scenes and like insert them into my own videos. And over time, I would kind of turn it and make it my own twist or my own version of it. Is that that's I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about is finding little bits of inspiration and then kind of incorporating it, experimenting. And then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's that's kind of keeps the spark going, makes you try different things. I feel like. So, um, when I like want to shoot something or, um, have a shoot coming up, I really like to create mood boards on Pinterest because I feel like the photos there, you can really create your kind of little world of what you really want to go for. And, yeah, I really enjoy doing that. And I feel like on Instagram, there's just so much content being posted every day. And I feel like on Pinterest, you kind of have the control of what you want to see in terms of like you, you can write in the keyword and then you have that type of um, mm -hmm. photo that you, you're looking for. And then you create your mood board. And then you, especially when, when you work with other people, you just like show them this is what I want. And then usually like that's a lot easier for me to just show them visually this is what I want to create um instead of like explaining them like this is yeah I think yeah. it's just so much easier it's already visual yeah yeah Pinterest is amazing um and I like what you said about not getting bombarded by the other stuff you get to control what you see versus what you don't see and I think that's really important because you do get influenced by things and you might not even realize you're getting influenced by those things. Um, that was, that was actually a reason why I created a new Instagram and just follow people that really inspired me and I'm not letting other people follow me. It's just like a private little account that I made. Um, just so when I open up the app, cause it's such a habit of just, you know, if you're bored or, you know, you're yeah. not doing anything. Oh, Instagram. Yeah. It's like yeah. your thumb, your yeah, thumb yeah. is doing the thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 it's like my first filtering system of like, Oh yeah, wait, 
should I really be going on Instagram right now? And then I see people that, you know, that really inspires me. But then it, it just gives me that little second chance of like, should I be going on the app right now? Or should, should I be getting work done? Um, so anyways, but um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, what? So, so what are the things that inspire you the most? Like, where do you get your inspiration? I know Pinterest, but like, what types of things are you searching and like, you know, when you're working for a brand or, or whatever, just trying to experiment with the new stuff you got going on? What, what are those pieces that inspire you? Hmm. Yeah, I think I've never been the type of photographer that does a lot of pre-production. I'm always really like, I just get to the location and then it's just like, in the moment, I just find the inspiration. I just know like what I want usually. Um, but yeah, when I when I know that I'm working for a brand, um, for example, a shoe brand or whatever, then I just look up like outdoor shoe, something like that, and then <laughs> just find those photos that kind of that I like. And then obviously it suggests su- suggests you new photos that are similar. So I kind of yeah. work on that. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Anything like movies, music, just being in nature, like do like where do you get your where where do you get your ideas? When when do they pop in your head the most consistently? Is it when you're in a certain environment or or what? Yeah, I think it's very different, like the different sources of inspiration. Sometimes it can be like a conversation that I'm having with someone or a movie that I'm watching or music that I'm listening to. I think there's there's so many things that can inspire me. I wouldn't say that there's one thing that really does it. Obviously, like being in nature and then I see something that that catches my eyes, my eye and I'm like, yeah, this is a great frame. And then 80% of the time I take a photo and sometimes I'm like, I don't know, it's, it's not worth it. And then sometimes I think back of that moment. I was like, oh, I should have taken a photo of that. Or sometimes I just don't have my camera with me. I'm like, oh, that that would be a cool shot. And then, you know, it's just, just in my head. But yeah, so yeah, that's, it just happens. It just happens. All the I know. time. I feel like there's so much, so many things that, yeah, it gone. <laughs> No, there, there's still a huge delay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's my internet or you. I was having problem. I was, I was interviewing uh, Luke. I don't know, you know Luke, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, there was an internet problem, so there's like this massive delay, and so I was waiting for him to finish, but he had already finished. So then there's this awkward pause, and I'm like waiting. Oh, no. <laughs> we were going back and forth. I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. But it's all good. This is what happens. What were you saying before that? I'm sorry. Uh, we were talking about just inspiration from inspiration. the daily oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's like being in nature because I'm not surrounded by nature as much as I want to, especially this year. Um, like whenever I go into nature and just unplug and I'm just still and just like, I'm just I'm bored, like almost bored where you're just like, there's nothing going on. You're just in nature in the present moment. That's when I feel so fresh. And like, I, those, that's when the ideas like really just pop. So I guess my question for you is because, because you're in nature all the time, does that kind of wear off 
and do you not kind of gain that that energy back i guess i'm is what i'm asking if that makes sense you know? mm, yeah no i i know what you're saying I but that I, horribly no no <laughs> i i get i get what you're saying i think like especially when you're indoors you don't you just get so used to the environment in indoors like just the artificial light and like the heating and everything like that and then once you go outside you remember oh this is like nature i don't know this is what it feels like this is it just feels good and and when you're when you come back back inside i feel like you forget that that feeling and then every time you go out out again it's like a, a new start it's like a a refresh i feel like so yeah it's like every time i'm i'm outside especially like on the beach or on a mountain top or whatever on a hike it's it's like that i get that feeling all the time just just in the present moment and it's i don't think that it ever wears off it's just yeah just a new new feeling new start every every single time so yeah i'm happy it doesn't go away because that's it's just i guess the reason that we all crave nature and want to be outside yeah but travel is getting to you and it's, and we talked a little bit about it in the beginning of the podcast that it's starting to be, take a little bit of a toll i think it's um not necessarily like the being outdoors. I think it's really just the travel itself, like being on airplanes, being in a car most of the time, or just not getting enough sleep. That that's the part that really like affects me. But then being like laying on the beach or whatever, it's it's not like it it takes a lot of energy. You know, it's like sure. it really recharges me, obviously. Um, sure. but yeah, the part of like the traveling, especially like airports and stuff like that. I really, yeah, I really dislike that part. Yeah. Yeah. That part sucks. I don't think anybody likes that. Do you ever feel homesick? Like, is that even a feeling that you have since you don't really feel like you have a home base, I guess? Do you ever feel uh, that? No, I don't, I don't really <laughs> feel that, no. <laughs> That's so crazy. I, I don't know. I'm, just thinking about that, I guess, um, I mean, I guess that allows you to do what you do, really. Because some people I don't think can do what you do. This always kind of on the move from place to place. Where do you think that kind of stemmed from? Just wanting to, just wanting that freedom, that adrenaline rush maybe, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's in, in my family really, like, um, I visited my my grandparents uh, a few months ago and they showed me like some pictures of when they were like traveling back in the 80s or 90s and they went to like Kenya they went to Indonesia and just looking at those photos like back then and like just the love of travel for them and then just seeing how it then translate into like my family as well like when when I was a little child my my family always loved to move and loved to travel. So I think it's, it's just something that has always been really natural. Yeah. I know that you took a gap year before all this madness kind of happened. You're kind of thinking about going to school. Do you think if you didn't take that gap year and just went into school, would you be where you are right now? Or was that kind of the tipping point that, I think it was New Zealand, right? You went to New Zealand as a gap year. And like, that's really kind of what domino created that domino effect for everything else to come. 
where do you think you'd still be where you're at if you didn't take that gap year yeah i mean probably not that year like that time in new zealand has really like impacted me because i was also by myself there and it was the first time i was traveling alone and so i really got to get to know myself and and just learn so much about myself and about traveling and learning on like just being very independent and <clears throat> i think it was really important um for me because um i was also like living in a van and it was like so many people were like telling me oh isn't it a bit scary to do that like are you not afraid to like be by yourself like traveling in this van and like in a country where you don't know anyone and I don't know I was just not scared I was just excited to to see new things and like meet new people so yeah, yeah. it was a really like such a wonderful time and it it really shaped me as a photographer for sure yeah do you so you are you mainly traveling alone then or do you kind of have people in each country that you've met along the journey that you connect with and stuff like what's what's that balance like do you have a travel partner or a buddy or a friend or whatever or or is it mainly solo I think it it changes all the time to be honest like I I know a lot of people have like their own travel group and they travel with the same people for for years and like if that works for them that's cool but I've always really enjoyed just going on trips with people that I don't even like I've never met them before probably just know them through Instagram and it's like let's let's do a trip and yeah 90% of the time it works out so I I just always love um uh, meeting new people and and like traveling with other people because you really get to know um, each other. So yeah, I just yeah. really enjoy that. Yeah. I feel like meeting someone on Instagram is almost the same as meeting someone in person these days, especially now because <laughs> we're everything's virtual for the most part. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like connecting with people on Instagram, I, I could see why that would that would be pretty easy to feel comfortable with like meeting up with someone especially yeah and especially if you have like mutual friends and stuff but do you do you ever feel lonely at times during your travels like because I know there's a time and place to do it alone but you know there's also a time and place to experience that with someone because then if you do it long enough what's the point of just experiencing it by yourself do you think about some of those things do you try to create that balance or well I'm I mean the the trip to New Zealand that was I guess the only trip that I really did by myself uh and then the other trips I usually like plan them with other people but has said it, it really depends on the trip where I go um I don't think I ever get lonely I mean I think I really enjoy spending time by myself um, cause I'm actually very much an introvert. So it's just like how I, <laughs> oh, how yeah. I <laughs> introverts um, unite, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I really enjoy spending time by myself, but obviously it's, it's fun when you, when you get to share all these amazing experiences with other people. And it also helps when you travel with other people to, if you want to like take photos of each other or. You know, if, if I'm in yeah. the jacket, I obviously need someone to take the photo of me. So it's sure. always nice when you travel with other people, obviously. 
Yeah. Do you when you when you meet other influencers or photographers or whatever, do you can you tell if someone's like introverted or not? Are you surprised if someone's introverted or not? Because I feel like there's a lot of people on Instagram that show their face, that like talk like they're extroverted, but then when I go and meet them, they I'm like, oh, you're you are totally an introvert. Do you ever like get that or no? Not so much. Yes, I think so. But I feel like since we all like already have like a general topic that we're going to talk about, um, it's yeah. kind of easier to spark a conversation because everyone like kind of is going through the same thing as you go you go through. So I feel like like it's easier to start that conversation because you like already know more or less what they're doing or what they're up to because you follow them most yeah. of the time you you follow them already and you know like oh they've been to these countries or they they recently been here or there that this happened to them recently so you already kind of know um what you're going to talk about so sure i guess most yeah. of the time people be open then yeah i just i feel like I feel like there's just a lot of introverted influencers out there for some reason. I think it just has to do with like, they, they have a voice, they want to get their message out there. And like, I don't know, Instagram, social media, it's like, it's a very easy way to do that because you're still kind of alone and you're talking to people virtually. So it just makes it easier. I don't know. It's just my, yeah, I think it's interesting uh, because you have, you have the control of that. Like you have the control of what you're going to post. Like you're a hundred percent, like you're hundred percent in control of what you're going to put out to the world. Um, when you're like sitting at home in front of your sure. phone and you, you just record it five times and you're like, okay, this is the best take. This is the one that I'm going to post. Like when you're, <laughs> when you're in person, you, you can't like be like, oh, let's have this conversation again or whatever, you know? Right. So, yeah. Or this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I'm live. No. (laughs) How many how many takes do you usually do if you're doing a story? Like when you're talking? Because I've done I've done tons of takes. I've done zero or one take. Like it it really depends. I've gotten used to it, but I used to do a lot of takes when I started, you know. Um I think I usually do about three takes and then I always end up going with the first one because that's most of the time the most more natural one because then um the other takes are just like i'm just trying too hard and then it just never works out so sure yeah yeah so the first one's always the best one it's always the most authentic even if you mess up it's more it's more real you know people people like that people love people like that that's just that's something that's just so interesting like when you're posting yourself on instagram and stuff like you're your own pr person so you want to show the best version of you and yet at the same time people don't connect with that fully they want to see those mistakes because you're so much more relatable do you think about that when you post like oh i'm just gonna leave that in there like that's just who i am or is that kind of like a battle back and forth because I've experienced kind of that mental battle you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I know what you mean I think I've gotten better at it like being like it's okay to be myself like what 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 am I like trying to pretend to be like perfect or whatever and I think I've I've been afraid of that like just being myself sometimes or like speaking about topics that might be just like 
not as common talk about or whatever. Um, so yeah, I've, I've learned that most of the time it's like a, a positive response. And so, or like, you know, whatever, if there's a mistake or if I couldn't pronounce a word, right. Like whatever, like I'm not yeah. perfect. And like, I'm, I'm fine with that. So. Yeah. People, people love that. You know, they connect with it. It's just so much more relatable. Um, is there something we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I, I don't know how you're doing on time. I know it's like eight o'clock, 8 PM there. Yeah. Right? It's eight, yeah. Like um, I won't take up too much of your time, but, um, are, are there things that you don't show on Instagram because you want to keep it just to yourself and not put pressure on it? Do you feel comfortable sharing what those things are? If there are any, I, I think there's, there's a lot of things that I think I, I found like a good line of what I want to share about my personal life and what I don't want to share. Um, so I feel like I, I don't really want to share too much about like my family and stuff. Um, it's just like a lot of like, like my, my, my friends back home and stuff like that. I feel like that's all just something that's mine and everything that's related to travel and, and work and, and stuff like that. I feel like that's, that's the part of me that can be like fully like be exposed, but I feel like there's still some cards that I want to just like keep up my sleep and just be like, this is mine. And this is like, it doesn't have to be like, not everything has to be online. So. Yeah. What, what are some of those things that you, that are yours that you don't want to share with people, but I'm asking you anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess it's, it's like things like, uh, relationships and as I said, like family and friends and just yeah. like those more personal things. Cause sometimes it, it just like interferes too much. And like, people are very like curious and they want to know everything about you. But I feel like sometimes it's just like, yeah, as I said, I, I just, it's, I want it to be mine, you know? Like it doesn't yeah. have to be yeah. everyone. So I get it. I get it. Believe me. Um, I've got, I've got something that I'm doing like a, a new hobby that I'm not sharing at all just because I don't want to kill it. I don't want to put it out there and then like give myself a false sense of progress. Like, Oh yeah, I'm doing it. Like, I don't want to be known for, it. I just want it to be mine and just have it be my own little escape. So I get that. Yeah. Um, I, I I think now that you said that, I think another thing for me is uh, music. Just like my brother is a is a producer, and I really enjoy like playing piano, playing guitar, and that's like, something that's really just mine, mine. Like not even like my friends really. I don't really like sing or play for other people because it's really just something that's mine, and no one really knows that that I do that. So, well, I guess yeah. now a lot more people know, but. <laughs> Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't really share about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's important because there, there's no pressure. Like you can be bad or you could be really good, but you're not known for it. And, and, and because of that, there's no pressure. I'm sure your photography, you feel like you can't make a post unless it's at some certain level that you have in your head. And if it's not, you won't post it. Do you, do you feel that pressure with like, Oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be elite or, or nothing at all. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. could be, did that, does that ruin it in some way or no, you like it because it makes you better. Yeah, I guess. 
You know, I mean, sure. yeah, maybe maybe sometimes sometimes people would like to see the more like imperfect photo or whatever it is that I'm sharing, but then again, yeah. it's like like yeah, I, I don't I don't think I have the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, not yet, yeah. not yet. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Um, all right, well, 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 we can wrap it up here. Um, I do want to ask you one more question. Um, I ask this with all my all my guests just because I'm curious. But if you could live your perfect day, what would that look like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed? And are you living those perfect days right now? Oh, that's a good question. So you you would like to know my perfect day? Yeah. What's your what's a like if you ended your day and you just kind of thought to yourself like, damn, that was a phenomenal day. I want to live that from here on out. What what would that look like? I think it it probably starts out with getting up early, going first like a sunrise swim in the ocean or whatever, uh, or like a walk <laughs> on the beach. I feel like like a sunrise is is just the such a. I think we. I think I, I don't enjoy waking up early, but whenever I do, I'm like, oh, this is like so beautiful. Why don't I do this every day? You know? So I think that would be like a good start of the day going like for a sunrise swim in the ocean. Um, and then probably taking some photos while I'm there. This is probably going to be really beautiful. Um, yes. And then I recently uh, picked up or started surfing. So probably go for a surf after that um and then just have chill have some nice food and then probably um i don't know listen to music or <clears throat> watch a movie or listen to a podcast mm -hmm. um and then meet up with some friends and mm -hmm. then have dinner and probably sit by by the beach again and um yeah, just look at the sunset. I feel I like it. that was was kind of the the days in, in in Costa Rica. And after like living in in the mountains for most of my life, I think I really want to live somewhere near the ocean. So I think mm -hmm. that's just something that is gonna be, or like it's like probably the most important factor for when I when I'm on my search for my home. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Are you, are you living that day right now? Do you feel like most days are like that? Right, right now, I would not say because um, Lisbon, like here in Portugal, it has been really gray. And mm. uh, obviously, like we're in lockdown here as well. So we're not even allowed sure. to go to go to the beach. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the day that it's going to loosen up and the weather gets better. So yeah, yeah, it's the, the cloud, the cloudy weather really like, it just destroys me. Yeah. No, I, I need, I need the sun. Yeah. I know. I get that. It's, so, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Like we, we moved to LA and now we're like, Oh my God, there's so much sun. Like I, it's, I can't see like, like, give me a cloudy day, please give me some rain. And then, and then my girlfriend, will just like 
tell each other, like, are you, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> this is exactly what you wanted. Grass is always greener. But um, the reason why I ask is because most of the time it's like those things that you really want really don't require like money or, you know, there are things usually that you could be doing right now. And so like every time I ask myself that question, I'm like, oh, why am I not doing that? Like you should do that now with the weather. The weather's different. So maybe, maybe uh, that doesn't work for you, but um, it's always interesting for me to ask that question. So anyways, yeah. I think um, like the, the most simple things are, but like, I think probably everyone would answer it and like with, with things like unconsciously very simple things, but I don't know, for me, it's like those simple things are really the things that make me the happiest. And it's like, you don't even realize why you're doing them that it's just like, as you said, like they're, they're free. Like it doesn't even require any money or anything. It's just, it's just there for us to enjoy. And we yeah obviously take yeah. it for granted. Oh yeah. I think, I think we just get lost in just the busyness. At least I do. And maybe it's different for you, but I just, I get lost in my own work. I get, I just get lost in shit that I'm doing and I don't realize how good I have it. And I have to like stop and, um, yeah, I could just constantly check in with myself. So there's a lot to be grateful for, for sure. Um, but anyways, I think that's, I think we'll wrap it up here. I appreciate yeah. you being on here. That was yeah. Fun. Thank you so much for having me. Nice I know. Yeah. I know. It was nice to finally talk to you too. We'll have to do it again. And maybe we'll link up in person at some point. Who knows? Do you yeah. ever, do you ever come to LA at all? Or do you ever come to the States? Um, I've been to uh, the States two years ago. We did like a West coast trip. Uh, mm -hmm. we drove from LA all the way up to Seattle and I really, really enjoyed it, Ooh. but we just rushed the whole trip. Like, Oh no. Yeah. We did Why? three weeks and yeah. Cause we were like, we want to get the most out of this trip. We want to see as many things as possible, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, if, yeah. if, when I come back next time, we'll spend more time and just take it slow and see more things. And yeah, I'm excited for sure. All right. Dope. Um, where can people follow you? Where can people see you, talk to you, enjoy your content? Where are you at? On, on Instagram at Julie Gardner or on, if you want to check out my work on just juliegardner.com. And yeah, that's probably it. Instagram is probably the best place to message me or just say hi. Do you respond to your DMs? Tell the truth. I do. Right now. I do. I do. I don't, <laughs> I don't respond to all of them because, yeah, it just gets overwhelming. But yeah. like, I, I, I read a lot and try to get back to, to most of them. All right. I, well, I, I everybody, <laughs> go send her DM and go bother her right now. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. I appreciate your time. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again soon. Thanks.